0: Before we begin today's episode of Puppet Hunt, a word of explanation. While we are proud to welcome our very first guest, he has elected to use a voice scrambler to protect his privacy, and if you know yourself to be sensitive to disguised identities or unnaturally deep speech, you may wish to skip the introduction. Welcome to Puppet Hunt Radio with Matt and Lane. This
1: is a very exciting episode. We have our very first guest calling in from Beaverton, Oregon. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Huffler.
2: Hey, hey, guys.
1: First of all, I want to thank you for having the good faith in us to send us another episode. I mean, it's Sour Puss Part 3, which we desperately needed. God bless you, thank one you. and all. Uh, even if there's only one of you...
2: Sorry, my phone is blowing up right now. Hold on one second. My friends can't believe I'm on a puppet show and they're freaking out.
1: I just want to clarify that we finally got the bugs worked out of the mailing packages back to you. Uh, the package was returned to us. Matt only wrote the word beaver with no state on the box. And, uh, apparently there are two places in Canada named beaver... And they just sent it back to us. They they couldn't find anyone named Mr. Huffler, so uh, that's reassuring, isn't it? Uh, there's no one in Canada with your name, or at least in those two cities.
2: Uh, there better not be, because I cleared my name through SAG.
1: These materials came from your garage, is, is that correct?
2: It, one of... there's a couple garages, and yeah.
1: You seem so young, uh... How do you have these particular materials? Do you go to storage facility auctions and scoop up old radio memorabilia?
2: You know, I came here a couple years ago, and uh, I was just, you know, doing some tidying up, and uh, there they were, and I didn't know what they were, so... Do you know what puppet boxing is, by the way?
3: Oh, um, yeah, I do have some questions. What part did you play in the show?
2: No, I, see, see, that's the thing. I was doing a search for puppet boxing because that's one of the things I'm kind of sort of into. Um, and that's when I came across your unboxing of the tapes. And that's when I realized, oh, holy cow, those are in my garage.
1: I, I don't want to press you on this, but Matt has just a couple more questions for you. Yep. Okay.
3: How many more tapes do you have and can you send them?
2: god i I don't know uh
3: how big is your garage percent wise it
2: it's It's all sort of like there's like wet newspapers in there. It looks kind of gross. there might be spiders. It kind of freaks me out
3: so the other question I have is when will you be putting out new episodes and who is your favorite
2: character uh I don't know. I really don't know.
3: Is your real name Denise
2: Hustler? Uh, I'm not sure what you just said. And what's your favorite character? Look, I'm having like a bad moment. Okay, so can I just... Oh
3: well, we'd
1: love to have you back on the program. So we just <sighs> we want to end on an up note. Uh, so let's just say Puppet Hunt Radio proudly presents the thrilling conclusion of Sourpuss.
3: Just a little closer. And I've got a clean shot. Come on, rodent. Scoop it in, and... Ha! Got it! That's right, Merlin. Run back to that penny-ante magician friend of yours. You think you're so clever. Now I've got the photographic proof Roddy Drake III is committing theft of interstate commerce. Looks like you can add courtroom evidence to the list of Borax's many uses... As I climb down from the top of the rail car, I see my flashbulb caught the attention of a snarling thug with a face what looks like a clenched fist.
0: Hey, Shutterbug, what
3: are you doing up there? What's it to you? Nice camera. I'd like to have me that one, see? And your wallet. Not a chance. No fooling. Hand him over. How about I clean your clock instead? Put em up, gorgeous. Oh, I don't fight nobody. I shoot them. Sure enough, he pulls out a six-banger. And he's got too much room between us for me to get the jump on him. How are you going to get yourself out of this one, Rock? Take it easy, pal. The film inside this camera is quite precious. Did you happen to see that squirrel? Yeah, so what? He's trained to steal Borax. But my little snapshot is going to put him and his trainer away for a long, long time. You talk too much. (laughs) This is Puppet Hunt. Andy. File effects 47 S 5 Sourpuss Entry 5. I guess old Clinchface didn't want my camera too bad, considering he shot it right out of my hand. He steps forward and puts the barrel of his pistol right under my chin. Ah! Still sizzling from that bang. Your motor mouth, all right? You sound like my old partner Jerry Blatz. Of course, he was the motor mouth. Couldn't tell him that, though. Even after he passed out Hey! On... Can it! There's a cure for your condition, you know,
0: and it's permanent.
4: Right behind you, wise guy, with a hot broomstick aimed straight at your spine. Now grab some air and lose the firecracker.
3: Clint's face slowly removes the barrel from under my chin and lets his six-banger fall to the ground. As he gets swept to one side by that broomstick... I see it belongs to that street orphan, Buddy Bozeman.
4: I'm going to count to five, and if I can still see you, I'm squeezing the trigger. One, two, three, four, and...
3: Whoa, thanks, Buddy. Oh, any time, Mr. Handy. You sure scared him off, but good. Is that your shotgun? Gee, I wish.
4: This here is the property of the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. We never sleep. The Pinkertons? That's terrific. I'm just filling in for a pal of mine. They say I'm too young to be on the payroll legit, but it sure feels good to keep the freight safe while it's here in the large neck rail yards. It's a point of city pride, Mr. Handy.
3: Yeah, I was doing the same until that goon put a lug nut in my camera. Do you know there's a squirrel what steals borax right from the boxcars? Oh,
4: I can't help you there, Mr. Handy. The Pinkerton Agency said we can only shoot at people. Hey, who's that character under the lamp? Oh, that's Boyd Knox. He's got the next shift. Let me go hand off this broomstick. I'll be right back. Hey there, Boyd. Here you go. Yeah. Did you hear that swell two-banger? Yeah. Oh, be sure to reload. See you in the funny papers. Yeah. That boy don't say much, but he sure can whittle. shine, Mr. Handy?
3: Nah, thanks, buddy. How about I take you out for a bite to eat for saving my neck back there? Oh, I sure am hungry, but I don't have a moment to spare.
4: I gotta make my way to the Bitterman cars. Bitterment? Yes, sir. Natural
3: tar all the way from Alberta,
4: Canada. Wanna go see?
3: Not exactly, but if it'll square us on that debt I owe you... Oh, you bet, Mr. Handy. Showing
4: you the bitumen cars is going to be like Christmas morning. I guess.
3: So, how old are you anyway? Oh, I'm not sure, Mr. Handy. But you got to know that. Nope. Mom never told me. You got a mom and she never told you? Oh, yeah.
4: That name sure confuses a lot of folks. Mom is what we call Mr. Gage. He's the job dispatcher down at the relief office. Mom tells you whether you're old enough or not to get paid. Or if you're going to be an apprentice. All based on the job particulars, of course. Boy, he swears like a sailor. But he only reads the euphonium. What a head-scratcher. Oh, here we are, Mr. Handy. Climb on up and take a look.
3: Yep. Smells like tar, all right. Oh, it's
4: exciting, ain't it? But if you think that's something, wait till you see it get distilled and
3: emulsified. So many cars of this stuff... What's it used for, buddy? We're making asphalt! Really? I've always wanted to see how they make asphalt. Oh, then today's your lucky day! Hey, how about
4: that? We're rolling out. Hang on good, because we're going all the way to the flowage. Hey, Mr. Handy, today I get to screen the stockpiles. Is that so? Now you're gonna hear a lot of people say aggregate lot, but I like saying stockpiles. Oh, those are the biggest piles you ever did see. Is that so? I'll ask if you can join me in their apprentice program. It sure gets dusty, but you get to shovel an awful lot of rock.
3: Is that so? (coughs) Oh, bug flew right in my mouth.
4: (coughs) Oh, I hate when that happens. You know, the real action at the plant, my favorite part, it's gotta be the mixing phase.
3: Ah, he's a swell kid, that buddy Bozeman. He'll talk your ears off, even when you're hanging onto a rail car at top speed.
4: Of course, you can't make liquid binder without bitumen.
3: You gotta keep one ear hole open, though, because every now and then he'll drop in a nugget.
4: Straight from the heart of the Canadian wilderness.
3: Like the rumor that the quists are getting chased out of the flowage.
4: They heat their silos. And the cherry on top...
3: Use gotta remember to confirm that, that when the train stops. I don't want to catch another bug oh, in the old case. dipper.
4: Don't matter if it's concrete or asphalt, but in our case, naturally, it's hot mixed it's asphalt.
3: Uh, say, buddy, what was that bit about the quists all clearing out of the flowage? Oh, it's some kind of contagious hair loss. And all the quists are in a panic, because
4: you know they've all got bald puppets now, and you sure can't perform with one of those.
3: Summer resorts with no quists? It's like some kind of... Puppet purge! That's what Miss Aurora Less calls it. Never heard of her.
4: Oh, she's the lady friend of Mr. Adwick Darrymple! Oh, you're trying to breathe in more oxygen, but you remember him. He's the quist that had the first poison puppet. Hey, Mr. Handy, if you climb up on this pile, you can see the whole flowage from up here. Oh, gee whiz. Nobody's skiing.
3: Spooky, ain't it? That it is. I don't want to upset you, buddy, but that quist you're talking about, well, I'm just going to say it straight. Chances are he's been dead all this time. If it's any
4: help with your case, Mr. Handy, I saw him this morning. Yeah, Mr. Adwick, the himself.
3: If he's alive, how come he's never showed his face?
4: No, I don't know about that, but I do know he stopped shaving, at least when all the trouble started. Uh-oh, we better get cracking. That's Dr. Schleaky's car pulling into the lot! He's the president and chief of sus. You'd be wise to grab a shovel, Mr. Handy. Chief of what? Sus! It stands for Solutions United Synthetic Substrates. We're making what Dr. Schleaky calls perfect asphalt! First time in the history of the Oh, oh the driver's looking over here. Oh, me? Or or Mr. Handy? Oh, looks like he wants me. I, I hope I'm not in trouble.
3: So, you're not dead after all, Dalrymple. Let's see. If you're in cahoots with the magicians, as I figure, and they're backed by the syndicate, then win the quiz... Wait. Fingerlings. That doesn't make any sense.
4: Why would you want... Oh well, Guess what, Mr. Handy? <laughs> Dr. Schlecky himself says he wants me to clean the burners today. He says I'm the only one small enough... And energetic enough to climb inside and really scrape off the carbon deposits before they cool and harden.
3: Yeah, that's great, buddy.
4: And nothing personal, but he said you better stop leaning on that shovel and get to work.
3: Oh, he doesn't think I can shovel rocks, does he? I'll show him.
4: Oh, boy. It's a certified thrill to see you dig into those piles with so much gusto. Yeah? Well, don't just stand there and watch. Join
3: in, kid. Oh, yes,
4: sir. This really is like Christmas morning. Oh, you heap it my way and I'll do the screening. Oh, golly, if we keep this up, we can get promoted to the very
3: best pile of them all. Stone dust! I I need a bigger shovel. How come this two-bit operation doesn't have no shovels for us John Henry types?
4: Oh, you might want to take it easy there, Mr. Handy. Your face is getting
3: all splotchy. I'm not going to quit. Just because... Here's how we... Here's how we kept going back in the day. John Henry was a diggin' on the pile And his shovel was a-flash in the fire
4: Oh, that's a terrific song. Uh, but I think Mr. Sleeky's looking the other way, so you don't have to do it, Handy singing right now.
3: Oh, Rock Henry had a little puppet. His name was Jerry Blatt.
4: Oh, people sure are looking at us now, but that's okay.
3: He said a quiz ain't nothing but a man. Lord, Lord, a quiz ain't nothing but a man.
4: Are you supposed to shovel in this direction, Mr. Handy? Uh, Same as before.
3: I'll die with this shovel in my hand. Lord, Lord, I'll die with this puppet. Oh, Mr. Handy! I wake up in a quiet, cool room. Black leather couch, marble floors, plate glass windows. Hospital? Heaven? I feel a cold perch flopped on my forehead, so I huck it across the room and it slams into a window. Oh, it was a washcloth, not a perch. That's when I see the boss of this whole shebang sitting behind a giant desk. Looks like we're in his office. He's looking at the washcloth with one eyebrow raised like he just won the spelling bee.
5: Ah, rejoining the Viking world, I see. What
3: happened? You collapsed
5: on the mineral pile due to overexertion, Mister Handy.
3: How long have I been? Hey, how come you know my name? The orphan boy told us. In a way,
5: he saved your life.
3: I tell you that kid'll talk your ear off. Not half bad at shoe shines if you need one. Right now he's still plugging away on the piles. Come
5: to the window and see for yourself. Please to shake hands. I am Doctor Heinz Schlieke.
3: Rock Handy.
5: Hey, look at that little tiger go. Never have I seen such a zest for shoveling. And it's all because of you, Mr. Handy. The orphan worked very hard before you arrived, but he's quite the dynamo with you in the plant.
3: What's he doing now?
5: He's climbing into the burner for the weekly scrubbing. He is a perfect size. It looks like it's still hot. Yes, well, that is why he's wrapping his hands and knees with the woolen scarves. Let's see. No, it's not too hot for him now. Ah, look, he's saluting you before he goes
3: in. Such adoration. Ah, he's a good kid. At least when he's out of talking range. Truly, he venerates you. He does what?
5: You need not to be so modest. It is a charisma that very few men have, for you must be born with it. This morning, even when you were just standing on the pile, the workers were all watching your every move. You are a natural leader. This is a big window. Do you know what we make here at Sus, Mr. Handy? Mixing rocks and cooking them, looks like. You are a quick study. We are making a revolutionary substance that signals a turning point in paving history. I call it Perfect Asphalt. In just a few short years, it will transform motorways around the world. Sorry, Doc. It's not the first time somebody's made that promise. Unlike the ordinary kind, perfect asphalt is self-healing. No potholes. Even the hairlines that will form from daily wear and tear will be quickly smoothed over in the middle of the night. What about frost heaving? Ah, uh, yes. Frost heaving was the undoing of all my father's genius. He was the first to achieve uniform density, but look at his work today. Shattered, with cracks everywhere it's like the wrinkles on the face of a tortoise. I guess a tortoise does have a face. Uniform density is essential, but unless you regulate the precise temperature gradients, you have never mastered the particle shearing inside the colloid mill. Makes sense. Mr. Handy, you are the first non-Bavarian to learn the secret I'm about to whisper to
3: you. Say it. Visper. No, night breathing. Night breathing. Night
5: breathing.
3: Night breathing.
5: Yes, perfect asphalt exhales at night and heals itself on the inhalations. A living organism, visible to serve man in perpetuity. But that is not all, Mr. Handy. In the weeks ahead, Suss will begin a tandem operation to use the same self-healing properties to make perfect shingles. Oh, yeah? Watson has those. He said they really hurt. No, the other kind of shingles on the roof. But to properly spearhead the perfect shingles division, I need someone with natural charisma, and I'm quite certain
3: I found him. Uh, I'd say Buddy has enough on his plate. You, Mr. Handy. Me? (laughs) Ha! I'm too busy chasing bad guys. No dice, Doc. Pardon me for asking, but what will your legacy be? I never worry about legacy. I got plenty of legacy. I am the
5: last Schlieke. My work is everything. But in a way, I do have a son. Perfect Asphalt. It is true he can never throw his arms around me and say, I love you, Vater. Yet there are no tears to cry, for this is exactly as I have willed things to be. Please to sleep on my offer, Mr. Handy. Perfect shingles. Now, my chauffeur will take you home in the style befitting a fully vested sus executive.
3: Say something goes haywire and I, I end up saying yes to all this. I want Buddy Bozeman to have his own office. As long as he cleans the burner once a week, I agree. And I get a new camera.
5: With, with a flash bulb. You drive a hard bargain, Mr. Handy, but
3: consider it done. Tell you what, I don't have to sleep on it, Doc. You got yourself a deal.
0: File of facts, Sourpuss, Entry 6. Nicolio Salmon Recording. I park in front of the Whomsoever Puppet Orphanage. The last couple of days have been pretty tough. There in my passenger seat sits Canary, with all her hair. Ever since our encounter with Dr. Hein Schleke, I've taken two trips with her back to the Fingerlings. Can't seem to shake the idea that Schleke's all tangled up in this conspiracy to purge quists out of their summer resort jobs. Uh, But no matter what Canary and I did together... Her hair never fell out. Not one strand. Time to return Canary to her maker, that somewhat defrocked nun known as Saline Burt. Kind of hoping she'll ask that other nun, the one with the shy and pretty smile to... Huh! Whoa! Doors opening. Ah, Come on, Nix, what were you thinking? Of course it's just Saline. Where's her blanket? Oh, uh, sorry. It's it's in the crossley. I hold out the puppet, but Celine keeps her hands under her nun apron and studies me with calm eyes. As you can see, she didn't lose her hair.
6: Perhaps it's not the purge after
0: all. I'm more convinced than ever it is. I just can't figure out the vector. It's got to be somewhere in the fingerlings. Would you like more time with her? No. I don't know what else to do. We walked the trail that circumnavigates the flowage. I sat on the porch of an abandoned quiz cabin with her. Just watching the clouds go by. and We even went swimming. You did? I was going to take her skiing, but are are you upset with me?
6: No, no. I can tell you take good care of Canary. Did she ever
0: speak? You mean...
6: Did you hear
0: her. Well, just a couple of things before I dunked her in the flowage that time. Tell me what she said. She said she didn't want to lose her hair, but I'm no quist. Not every quist is in show business.
6: Having a puppet could be quite useful in doing detective work.
0: Well, I I don't know. Rock had one for a while, but... Canary seems to do an awful lot of pouting, and i I think, as a guy detective, I should have a a guy puppet as you wish <gasps> from under her nun apron, she produces another puppet with his blond hair and blue eyes. He could pass for canary's brother.
6: I just finished him this morning. Take him. he's yours.
0: Don't you think Rock's going to be jealous? I- Not sure if you know this, but he lost his partner, Jerry Blatz, not so long ago. If I come back with a puppet... You
6: uh... tell Reginald Handy, this puppet was carved by his guardian angel.
0: So we do a kind of puppet exchange. Canary for the new one. I was quite rather looking forward to being puppetless, but I guess in the detective racket, not everything goes as planned.
6: If you're going to keep up with Reginald Handy, you are going to need an
0: assistant. Thank you. I, uh, what? what's his name?
6: That's for you to decide. I must go.
0: Oh, uh, before you do, uh, may I ask you something? Yes? It, it's a favor. Uh, the first time I was here, there was a shy young nun, the one who was carrying Gosper. I know her the one with the sweet smile uh, may i ask her name
6: sister diol
0: sister what could could you spell that for me
6: diol d okay. U- e okay E wait. wait wait why do you need to know how to spell her name
0: i was just wondering if i might call upon her sometime You know, just to get to know her better. Here's my card.
6: I'm afraid that would be impossible, detective.
0: Oh. Oh, yes. Uh, The vow of chastity, uh, I understand.
6: Yes, that. And before each meal, Sister Farnath warns all the nuns to uh, stay away from you.
0: Stay away from me?
6: I'm willing to face her wrath to give you, Puppet. But Sister Diol, her bones are not as strong as mine. Oh, my. May God watch over you, Detective, and your puppet. Speaking of puppets, oh, canary, I've missed you. Sister! Gee, it's swell to be back in your arms. Did you really go swimming in the flowage? Yes, I did, Sister Celine. You know, I've always wanted to do that. But not with some strange man. He's not strange. I think just shy. Stilted. That pegs it. Stilted. Say, is that a new wimple? <laughs> Why, yes, it is. It's so nice of you to notice, Canary. Did you make it yourself? Shh, shh. We're going back inside.
0: On the way back to the office I stop off at a puppet supply store and buy a satchel. It feels odd to put the new guy into it straight away and close the lid, but that seems better than driving around with another silent one in the passenger seat like I was doing with Canary. Hmm. Rock left a note. Tell Blonson I can get him some new shingles. At least he hasn't vanished entirely like the Quist at the Flowage. Or for that matter, Miss Aurora Lusk. Maybe I should open the satchel and let the new kid get used to the office. Uh, What am I going to call you anyway? (coughs) Ah! That startled me. Nick Salmon, private eye.
7: I'm hearing the words, but I just can't believe them.
0: Harlan, is that you? Who do you think it is, Salmon? Hey, thanks for returning the call, what with the long-distance charges and all. Don't
7: spread it around, but Uncle Sam's picking up the tab on this one. Are you
0: sure? I know it's not official business.
7: Sure, I'm sure. Especially after I looked into your little friend out there. Dr. Sleeky has an interesting pedigree. That's what I thought. Ever heard of Operation Paperclip? Of course you haven't. It's top secret. So let's pretend I didn't just tell you the name. Are you pulling my leg, Harlan? I don't pull any extremity when it comes to commies, Nix. He's a communist? Not exactly, but he's here in the U.S. of A. because of him. Indirectly. Operation Paper... Paperweight. Paper airplane. Forget that it has a name. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Dr. Sleeky got sneaked into this country right as Berlin was about to fall. You know, we scooped up quite a few of those German scientists so they didn't end up working for the Soviets.
0: Had figures. Was he a Nazi...
7: There's nothing in the file about it, but there's also nothing about Bavaria. I was wondering if that was a front. Says here he's from Bohemia. Is that worse? Could be. It
0: sounds worse. Thanks, Harlan. Anything else that might stand out? Well, there was one
7: odd thing, but I don't see how it could figure into your real estate case. Let me have it anyway. Well, when the researchers did their cross-checks, they discovered that Dr. Schleake failed to disclose something about his family history.
0: Hold on. Let me get my stenopad.
7: Don't bother. You won't forget this anytime soon. Turns out, he comes from the most prestigious puppet-making family in Central Europe.
0: Did you say puppet-making?
7: Yeah, marionettes, I guess. Who knows? The Schleckys were the official puppet-makers to half a dozen different royal houses. House of Hohenzollern, House of Glucksburg, House of Grimaldi, and House of Wittelsbach.
0: House of Wittelsbach? This is dynamite. i got to call you back, Harlan. A client just walked in. Sir, how can I help you? I'm here for Sourpuss. Who are you? My name's Atwick Dalrymple. But you're clean-shaven. What's it to you? How do I know you're really Atwick Dalrymple
8: and not an imposter? Believe me, pal. No one's pretending to be Atwick Dalrymple these days. My career's all washed up. I gotta sell my cabin at the Flowage. My girl skipped town with Roddy Drake III. Drake? She said
0: they were just
8: friends. Aurora?
0: She's like the wind. Blows whenever and wherever she pleases. Or, like her namesake, the Aurora Borealis. Huh? The Northern Lights. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Where's my puppet? I want to take her skiing one last time at the flowage. It sounds like you're the real McCoy. But before I open this case, you do understand she's... It's all
8: gone. I get it. She's a cue ball. But she's still sourpuss. Okay. Ah, huh? you look terrific. Where have you been, Ding Dong? And no, I do not. I told you the syndicate plays dirty. Now look at me. I got a head like a light bulb. How come I'm the one that has to bear the brunt? Oh, it, it's so great to hear your voice. Yeah, yeah. How are we gonna even the score with those magicians?
0: I must tell you, I think the Puppet Purge has more to do with water skiing than magic. Magicians don't care about skiing.
8: They just want us out of the resorts. Unionize! Unionize! Whoa, Sourpuss, I still see you're fired up about this.
0: It's not the magicians, or the syndicate. Who is it, then? The same person who had the bevels bent on my Crossley last night.
8: (laughs) What kind of a schmuck still drives a Crossley?
0: It's a very economical car, but now she doesn't have any get-up-and-go at all. You think it was sabotage? I do. Looks like I asked too many questions of Dr. Heinz Schleke. Never heard of him. He's the chief of SUS. It's Solutions United... Chief of
8: SUDs? What kind of doctor is he?
0: No, it's SUS. It's an asphalt operation out of...
8: Asphalt operation? Hope I never need one of those. (laughs) Don't. Interrupt people, Sourpuss. It's rude. I'm not interrupting. He's talking too slow.
0: Sus is a manufacturing plant out at the flowage.
8: Why would they have a beef with the quists?
0: Dr. Schleakey's the type who wants to see all of the... I'm
8: telling you, this here is a turf war with the magicians.
0: I respectfully disagree.
8: You're grasping at straws. Straws!
0: And it went on like that for quite some time. But finally we come to an agreement. Sourpuss will confront Dr. Schleke face-to-face using my questions about Sus's role in the outbreak of hair loss. Afterward, I'll drive the boat so the two of them can go skiing. Given that Atwick's car disappeared along with his lady friend Miss Aurora Lusk, I agreed to drive. As I noted, someone had tampered with my crossley. Out on the open highway, we can't seem to do much more than 15 miles an hour. Sourpuss keeps griping about our speed the whole way. She was... aptly named. By the time we reach the flowage, my nerves are jangled, and the sus office is closed. We decide to spend the night at Darimple's cabin and confront Schleke first thing in the morning. There's still plenty of daylight, so Atwick and Sourpuss insist they go skiing. As it turns out, they're good. Much better than I could have imagined. I'd even say it was a treat to bear witness firsthand to their tricks and antics.
8: If I didn't know any better, I'd say the schmuck is working for the magicians.
0: Huh. Hard to hear what they're saying over the sound of that outboard engine, but. Laughing it up the whole time.
8: <laughs> Small operation.
0: I guess they really missed each other.
7: <laughs>
0: I keep thinking once they get tired, I'll finally get the chance to learn how to ski on water myself. But the more they ski, the wilder they get. I can picture Dr. Schleeke in his office, staring out that plate glass window and getting even more steamed at this scar being ripped across the placid surface of the flowage. Atwick signals they want to do the jump again. Unfortunately, I get a little too pleased with myself, and as I bank the boat, I guess I take the turn a little too tight. One of the engine mounts can't handle the strain, and snaps. The outboard motor slips halfway into the water, coughs up some blue smoking, then goes dead.
8: Smooth move, Xlax. lax What
0: happened? I think the engine mount broke.
8: He turned it too tight. It's a boat, dummy, not a bumper car. Save your breath, you two. We're going to need it to paddle back to the docks. Ha! I ain't paddling. It's not my fault the boat got ruined. x lax here can't drive a boat. It was the engine mount. Take it easy, Salmon. Instead of yelling at the innocent, how about an apology for stranding us out here?
0: Hmm? I'm sorry. She's alive. Wow.
8: Sure don't sound sorry.
0: It's dark by the time we get back to Dalrymple's cabin and I'm bushed from all that paddling. My nerves are really on edge because Sourpuss never stops complaining about me turning too tight and ruining the engine. I try to ignore her and make conversation with Atwick about the case. But he has this aggravating habit of saying everything that happens is a sign.
8: And you know, I, I just don't agree with all these superstitions. I mean, I, I, I don't agree that just because a puppet loses her hair, she can't perform at the clubs, but you know, you know, maybe this so-called puppet purge is a sign that quists need to go in a new direction, away from the old routines and onto something rougher, more more real.
0: He has some canned food in the cabin, but the gas is cut off, so we're eating cold beans and beef stew. That's another sign he has to sell his cabin. He finds a bottle of whiskey. I tell him alcohol makes me sleepy. But it certainly has the opposite effect on him. The more tumblers he pours, the more animated he gets.
8: That's what Milton Raspy was always talking about. His gags had levels. Did you ever hear him do his bit about the fingerling potatoes? Not
0: first-hand.
8: It was brilliant! But the audience couldn't keep up with him.
0: We did solve his murder.
8: It was insurance fraud. You know what we need to do? You know what we need to do? Well, uh, a drop-in set. It's not that late. I'll take Sourpus, and you take that new puppet of yours. He needs a name, Salmon. You gotta think of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he does. Uh, We'll think of one. How about... Uh, uh, knuckles! Knuckles, that's funny. Spelled N-U-C-K-O-L-L-S uh, like the the, the, the the county of Nebraska. Uh, I'm not sure about that. How about Schmuck Junior? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that's, <laughs> now, that's funny. Sourpuss has a knack for names. I'm not going to call a sweet-looking... He's not performing anyway. He's got no chops. Sourpuss has a good point. Uh, we'll sleep on the name, but we can't sleep on this. Our last night in the Fingerlings. She and I can drop in and do a surprise set. Uh, a Quist and his bald puppet, telling it like it is. Let's do it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to knock them on their heels. <laughs> o- all
0: that fresh air made me sleepy.
8: Come on! We're going to go set the place on fire! It sounds like fun, but I, I better hit the hay. I think it's great he's not going. That guy's a wet blanket. Hey, uh, um, you know, if you're not joining in on the fun, can I at least uh, borrow the Crosley? Oh, no! That bucket of bolts? We'll never get there. Save it for the show, Sourpuss.
0: The next morning, Atwick and Sourpuss are up early and more wound up than ever. They'd gotten booed off stage as soon as the audience realized she was bald, but all through breakfast they keep planning their next moves, starting with Sourpuss wearing a hat, then doing a big reveal or heckling magicians instead. Amid their brainstorming, I ask Sourpuss to save some outrage for confronting Dr. Schleiki. Uh, they didn't like that. I get a long, irritated stare from both of them. After another slow drive to the sus plant, we decide to keep Sourpuss under wraps, in her case, at least until we get admitted into Dr. Schlieke's office. Well, they sure keep us waiting, until finally I see what looks like his chauffeur coming our way. I understand
5: you're here to see Dr. Schlieke. Yes, we are. And that you have no appointment?
0: No, but it's very urgent. Dr. Schlecky is an extremely busy man. I can check his schedule and see if he has time next week. We need to see him today. Right now. This morning. Sometime. What is this regarding, specifically? Puppets. More specifically. Their hair loss. I should have said it was confidential as well as urgent. Ah, come on, Nix. You're off your game because of that skiing and hectoring. But on our way back to the parking lot, I catch a lucky break of the most unlikely sort. There, circling one of the piles, only one man shuffles his feet like that. Rock, what are you doing here?
3: Trying to figure out why we're behind schedule. Have you seen Buddy Bozeman around anywhere?
0: Great to see you. I'm getting really close on the case, but I need your expertise on something. Hey, guess who we have here? Atwick Dalrymple. How
3: do you do? Where's his beard? Hey, speaking of hair, funny thing happened this morning. One of my men left his puppet here overnight, and this morning the hairs are all starting to fall out.
0: Did you say overnight? I run to the Crossley and pull out the case holding my new puppet. Overnight. Condensation. As I slowly open the lid, I see exactly what I suspected. As the head of the Shingles Division, Rock could have gotten us in to see Dr. Schlecky easy, but I want to confront him on neutral ground. Plus... I need time to go back to Dalrymple's cabin, find an old shirt, and apply some sewing skills. I bet my mom never dreamed I'd make an outfit for a puppet someday. Not too shabby, especially for one who's only seen photographs of Lederhosen. At noon, Dalrymple and I rendezvous with Rock at the overlook of the flowage, where Dr. Schlecky likes to take his lunch. On the picnic table, we set the case for Sourpuss and a box with a ribbon around it for Dr. Schleakey. Right on schedule, up pulls his singular black Mercedes.
5: Inspector Salmon.
0: Dr. Schleakey. Detective Handy.
3: Detective Rock Handy.
5: And if I'm not mistaken, the leader of the failed Christopia movement.
3: He's got a name. Rary
5: Dimple. We are here to lay our cards on the table,
0: as you say.
5: Only you will discover I am holding the royal flush.
0: Royal, as in the kings and queens of Central Europe who once hired the Schlecky family to make generations of court puppets. Ah, oh, Very good, Mr. Salmon. You've done your homework. And you're taking revenge on the wrong country, Shleeky. We elect our leaders.
5: This is not political. This is personal. You got that right.
0: As part of our plan to shock Dr. Shleeky into a confession, Darimple flips open his case. The chauffeur draws a luger, but Shleeky rests a hand on his arm. Out from the case comes Sourpuss.
8: Go ahead, tough guy. Pull the trigger. I dare you. She is totally bald!
5: Yeah? So what? That is most amusing, yet sweetly horrifying. (laughs) There must be a single word in Bavarian for this feeling, and yet my powers of recollection are choked by the
8: laughter! Are you satisfied? Oh, oh, no. Please, stop. It is too much to see the wooden kids are
5: talking without hair. You ruined my career in water skiing. I may as well be dead. <laughs> oh, if you insist.
0: Shleeky waves his hand in a swirl, and the chauffeur whips Sourpuss right off Dalrymple's arm, then throws her back into the case, takes three steps away from the table, and...
8: No, no, no! <laughs> Sourpuss! <sighs> you monster!
0: Atwick lunges, but the chauffeur clocks him with his luger. Down he goes, out cold.
5: As for any other aggressions you may try, please to know we have the orphan boy in the trunk of my Benz.
3: Buddy, is that true?
4: Hi, Mr. Handy. What just happened?
3: Don't worry about it. What are you doing in there?
4: Well, it's pretty dark in here, and it seems airtight. Feels like I'm running out of oxygen. What's the name of this game again? Is it? Guess the sound? I think it was a Luger Parabellum 9 Millimeter. Am I close?
0: That's it, all right, buddy. Save your breath for now. Sure thing, Mr.
5: Salmon. Anything further to discuss? You know it's a crime to shoot a puppet in this town, Doc. Perhaps, Mr. Handy.
3: But this is unincorporated Plutois County. So you're down to a misdemeanor. Just you wait till all the quists hear about your puppet purge of the Fingerlings. Oh, this is much bigger than the Fingerlings. SAS
5: has signed a contract to pave all the roads of Large Neck with perfect
3: asphalt. My point exactly. They're gonna reject you and your asphalt for immoral business practices. The quists will have the choice to leave
5: the area or stay and face certain embaldment.
3: Embaldment?
0: It's the night-breathing rock. Soon, there'll be no place that's safe for quists.
5: Precisely, Inspector Salmon. Every night, as perfect asphalt exhales, de-emulsifying agents separate and sublimate, rendering every kind of puppet adhesive and hair mucilage useless!
0: It's the end of Large Neck as we know it.
5: And well beyond. Soon the world will embrace perfect asphalt and perfect shingles. There will be no corner of the earth save for the wooden kinders.
3: So your beef is with the puppets, not the quists? So wooden kinders
5: was the only thing Vata loved. Whenever I came into his workshop, he would scream at me, Heinz, get out, I am working! Until the three hours of the morning, Vater would glue each hair,
0: one at a time,
5: onto the little heads.
0: And seeing all those puppets out there on the flowage, skiing and happy and loved, that was too much pain for you to bear.
5: The wooden kinders. some vaters prefer them, for they only make noise when you want them to. And now, they will have no hair.
0: Someday, Dr. Schlecky, there will be an adhesive with chemical bonds even you can't unlock.
5: For now, all we have left is the matter of the unopened box.
0: It's a gift for you.
5: An absurd ploy. Who would give me a present?
0: It's from a guardian angel by the name of Saline Burt. Am I right, Rock? What? Who? Saline Burt. Never heard of her.
5: I think it's a booby trap. Makes the boy open it.
0: The chauffeur opens the trunk, and out tumbles Buddy Bozeman.
4: (laughs) Golly, it's so bright, I can't see. But that does feel like a Luger jammed into my neck. I guessed right. How about that? (laughs) And next I get to open a present? Haw I never did that before. Oh, hi, Mr. Salmon. And Mr. Handy. Is that Mr. Dadrimple taking a nap on the grass? Pull the ribbon, boy.
0: Buddy lifts the top of the box and peers inside. His eyes grow wide as he reaches in. The chauffeur raises his gun as Buddy lifts up the apple-cheeked puppet in his newly made lederhosen. In the quiet of the moment, a few of his blonde strands fall back into the box. But he spins the puppet around to face Dr. Schlecky, who's on the verge of laughing, or weeping, I can't tell. He's... His name is Butchie, and he loves you.
5: Oh, Butchie! May I hold him?
0: Of course, he's your son.
5: He's beautiful. With dimples just like his daddy had when he was a little boy. And piercing blue eyes. But your golden
4: curls, they are
5: falling away. What is happening?
4: I am going bald. No, no, Pucci. Say it isn't true. You did this to me, father? Why?
0: Dr. Schlecky takes Butchie into his arms and staggers toward the flowage. We watch as they collapse in a field of blooming goldenrod.
5: It's all gone! Oh, Butchie, what have I done?
0: Across the field comes a swirling mass of bees. The swarm descends on Dr. Schlecky, and he cries out,
5: Oh! oh! This is what I deserve! Ow, so many stings!
0: The chauffeur runs to his aid, swatting at the swarm in vain, and their screams are horrifying and Ow! prolonged.
8: Ow! Ow!
0: Everyone is in shock. So many stings. Unable to move from the picnic table.
8: Stings!
0: At last, the swarm rises, continues like a knot of tumbling righteousness toward the flowage in the direction of the quist cabins. As I record this, sus trucks are rumbling through the streets of Large Neck. The resurfacing is about to begin. It's not for me to say whether Dr. Schlecky atoned for his transgressions against mankind, but with his dying words he did whisper to Buddy Bozeman exactly how to mix the aggregate so as not to induce puppet hair loss. They're still calling it perfect asphalt, but will it retain its self-healing properties? Guess we'll have to wait for the verdict of Old Man Winter and his infamous frost heaves. Final transcribe for the paper file, and close of case for Sourpuss. This has been Puppet Hunt.
3: Nick Salmon Recording Hi, folks. Rock Handy here. And with me today is that lovable little fellow from the Puppet Orphanage, Gosper.
9: Hiya, Mr. Handy.
3: Say, Gosper... What's it like living with all those nuns?
9: As you might imagine, it's pretty swell. But I sure wish more of them understood the importance of eating yeast foam or Magic Yeast brand yeast cakes.
3: Yes, I noticed some of them were too skinny, and others were too large.
9: And, I'm sorry to say, a handful of them have bad breath.
3: But, Gosper, don't they know... Eating yeast foam or Magic Yeast brand yeast cakes is easy. Simply put your favorite spread on a yeast foam or Magic Yeast cake and eat it as you would a cracker. It gives you that subtle extra ounce of energy. Plus, it has none of the objections of the
9: harsher cathartics. crackers the only way to get my daily yeast?
3: Not at all. Mash it fine and mix with other foods such as cereals. Or simply break up a cake and soak it in a glass of water or milk, then drink the liquid.
9: You can always tell the people who eat yeast foam or magic yeast. They're the folks of clear skin, rose complexion, abundant vitality, and normal weight.
3: Both yeast foam and magic yeast are a corrective food. If you suffer from constipation, boils, pimples, indigestion, auto-intoxication, rundown condition, etc., follow the simple advice of great physicians, and eat three cakes a day.
9: And it's easy to eat, Mr. Handy. All of us puppet orphans love to crumble a cake over a bowl of cereal and milk in the morning.
3: Whether you're a puppet orphan or not, there's health and vigor in yeast foam or magic yeast.
9: Keep fit, folks! Eat three cakes a day, one before each meal.
3: What about bread burping?
9: That's normal.
3: Yes, there's only one kind of magic rock handy can stomach, and that's magic yeast. Ask for it, or yeast foam by name at your dry goods grocer. Today. I'm speechless.
0: Hmm. I did not realize they were working on an operatic scale
3: yeah, this until this episode. Pretty involved episode. Three-parter comes back around. The whole problem was the um, the dry heaving. Frost heaving. Yep, yep.
0: Dry heaving is when you're throwing up.
3: Oh, what did I say?
0: You said dry heaving. Oh, and the, they yeah. they frost mentioned heaving. Frost, frost heaving several yeah. times. Yeah, that's different. You've heard of frost heaving, right?
3: Nope, never okay. heard of it. Must be a Midwestern thing. Anywhere
0: there's ice and hard winters.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: He's the bane of paving.
3: So he was a Nazi then, huh?
0: I think they were pretty clear that he wasn't a Nazi. Oh, really? Yeah, well, at least the, Nix's friend Harlan had done some research and said yeah. there wasn't any evidence to that effect. But that's an interesting angle. Do you have some evidence that he was a Nazi?
3: No, I just... The accent. So Harlan is the FBI guy. I wrote down that he was played by Walter Winchell. Is that true? Viewers. Listeners. Listeners. Be um, sure
0: to mm-hmm. put it on the message board. Yeah, put something on the message board. And also check out check out our new video. We have a reboxing video that's right. out there. It's self-explanatory. To me, it reaches a new audience. A visual audience. A very colorful
3: I have to put it video. on YouTube.
0: Yeah, the last one was on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Also, for those of you who are big fans of listening and don't know that there's PuppetHunt.net, you can listen to the episodes through there. There's also an animated bit that Matt did mm. uh, yep. inspired by the the theme music. So that's not vintage. That's obviously, it's more a modern thing. But uh, there's also the the boxing video is on there. Boxing. Or unboxing. Puppet and boxing. the, no, that was the thing that uh, Mr. Huffler was looking for. So there's an unboxing and a reboxing video will be up soon if it's not already
3: there very complicated i have some notes here uh bitumen yes you have any idea what
0: that is well from what buddy bozeman was saying it's some element that is important in making asphalt okay so it's like, I feel a, like i've heard of it before a powder i think of it as a viscous liquid
3: oh really yes okay yeah everything is either a powder or a paste on this show apparently
0: Yes, consistency of items is something that uh, right was more
3: consistency in color. Everything mm-hmm, tends to go mm-hmm. towards the yellow.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of which, what did you think of that yeast commercial? It's a little gross, but I did not realize that people ate yeast. Just I know you straight up yeast. S- yeah. Still need that for baking, obviously. No, I don't
3: think your body needs it. It kind
0: of makes me want to try it. I want to try at least like one cracker and know what it tastes like
3: yeah. i just thought of the nuns and yeast and it just really is very off-putting to me well like very, so you, just everything is very moist monks, and yeasty i you're still i'm just now eating because i i have some nuts but i had to put them away wait how are wine you, involves yeast as how are well. you
0: associating the nuns with the yeast i don't understand that
3: i'll tell you later
0: I wonder if they were restricted on how many times they could fire a gun. Like you know, if they huh. have a three part episode, you know, it's that whole thing Maybe of like the haze code. Yeah, or the equivalent of, Whatever, of the, the haze code, right? You know, you can't Ray- have raise code. Certain swear words. what Would you call it the raise code? Because of radio, radio. rays,
3: yeah, probably.
0: Okay, Rock definitely seems to be to struggle with cognitive functions.
3: Yeah, he seemed exceptionally stupid in this episode. I found it very refreshing.
0: You think it was meant to inspire people, like no matter how stupid you are, you can be a successful detective? Maybe. Okay. Maybe.
3: Maybe there was a problem back then and they needed to inspire people. He does really hate squirrels, though. So there must be something that happened to him.
0: So you have the squirrel vanishes and so does Roddy Drake. That would have been a good title for this
3: episode. So does... the Squirrel vanishes. Think about it. Right in.
0: So we have Roddy Drake vanishes... The squirrel vanishes, all Aurora herrings. Lusk vanishes, all red herrings, and then Atwick Darrymple emerges. He's the MacGuffin, right?
3: He comes out, yeah, in the end, he appears. You think he's dead, but...
0: And Sourpuss starts talking. He's really depressed at the first... When he walks in the office, he's managed to shave, which I guess is a big oh, deal Atwick. in those days. Yeah. A way of signaling that you were not going to be participating in civil society as you oh, were growing okay. a beard. And then he... Knows he's going into a detective's office, so he, sh- he shaves. All right. And he's so very the depressed. Shaving
3: is a metaphor. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Sort of like the water, thematic water in this one. Like um, the... Tell me more. Well, the water skiing. Right? Oh, okay. And the, the flowage. Yes. And uh, shleaky. leaky. You see what oh, I'm saying? Oh, Le- wow. Leaky. Wow. And, and they're on a boat. And I wrote something else I can't read. Sleeky, Man, that mm-hmm. is... Uh, I am water. impressed. And water, uh, traditionally, would indicate something, symbolically. So, stone dust. Let's yes. Let's talk about it. Well, That's I'm... the elephant in the room. What's going on with the stone dust? What would you use it for?
0: Buddy Bozeman considered that to be the greatest pile of them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stone yes. dust. And Maybe there's... it's easier to shovel.
3: Well, no, I don't think Buddy would go for what's easy. He tends to do the hardest jobs and get the least reward for them. I get inspired listening to him. But he's not rewarded for it at all. I think the reward... He doesn't even have
0: shoes. How do you know that?
3: Well, they mention it somewhere, don't they?
0: You do a lot of conflating. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it helps you enjoy the show is just to connect yeah. connect dots that aren't you really connect there.
3: connect the dots like Rock Handy did in this episode. Do you, you feel like Rock crime.
0: Rock solved the case?
3: Yeah, I think... I didn't follow it it always the seemed like he was exactly. like five
0: steps behind Nicks and maybe mm-hmm. two steps behind Buddy do you think he's necessary for the
3: the plot mm you know, the whole squirrel thing wouldn't have happened without him yeah but that led nowhere Well he got that job but then I guess he was fired because his boss died Wow man I'm telling you you are you're on your game tonight yeah I, I was I took my medication. And I also have Milton Raspy listed in here. He it was an interesting callback. Right at the end of the series, uh-huh. beginning of the series, end of the series, Milton Raspi. End of the series? Uh, not series, uh, uh, season. season. Season,
0: yeah. Your yeah. Bing search turned up that there's one more episode. Yeah, don't make episode. fun of
3: Bing. If you don't use it, you shouldn't. Don't feel free to malign it. How many times did you use Bing today? What time is it?
0: It's uh, 11.09 p.m.
3: Not at all. I'm arguing for it because I think that people could use it. If you can get them as a sponsor, we
0: can talk more about them. Yeah, I think that'd be nice.
3: I tried to get a couple. Speaking of
0: which, we have one more episode in the alleged season here. Fill in the gap. And that is called I Saw Her Lips Move Part 2. We know that Mr. Huffler has a garage that's pretty well packed and might be in there. I do want our listeners to know that I have been presented with irrefutable evidence that our entrepreneur has this episode. He has played a garbled, low-quality version of Enough Scenes for me that he didn't— Who is the entrepreneur? The guy who has the thing. Okay, yeah. So he asked for compensation of $3,000 for the episode. American. American. I successfully talked him down to $1,200. You should um, try Bitcoin. And here's the thing. How would that help? I don't know. I've heard about it. Look into it. Okay. In the meantime, I'm asking our loyal fan base to search in their souls for whether or not this show has provided some entertainment and whether that entertainment has value. Mm-hmm. And I would like you, Matt says he's going to get a Patreon Oh, button on okay. our website. Yeah, I can get the button. And so very soon you should be able to go to our site and just click on there. You can donate whatever amount. Here's the way I look at it. I'm willing to front most of the costs. Matt seems to be having some financial difficulties right now. I can't find my wallet. And so if you amortize the cost of this episode versus mm-hmm. the full value, the enjoyment Versus the cost. So the one episode is costing a lot of money. Everything else was pretty much free. There was the postage, the double postage of returning the stuff as featured in the video. But I'm asking the listeners of this show to really dig deep, peer inside whether or not this experience, this trove, it's becoming a trove, is something that you feel is an American heritage artifact. Wow. Um, so water skiing. Nix is dismissive of it at first, and then he actually sees Atwick and Sourpuss. I mean, again, we're we're limited here. We have to use our imaginations that a person could. I mean, they would start in the water. Do you think you'd start on the dock? If you have a puppet, you don't. Want to, they're waterproof. They've established yeah, that they're waterproof. Yeah, I couldn't
3: waterproof. picture that. <coughs> Excuse me. I got a nut. <coughs> Which one's holding onto the rope? Is like, is the puppet holding the rope, and then he's holding the waist of the puppet, or? Is he holding part of it and then the puppet's holding the other part of it? I
0: hadn't thought about the puppet holding the rope. At at first I thought that was ludicrous, but then now I can actually kind of see it. If you locked in, if they had some sort of locking mechanism... Yeah,
3: but they would have built it with puppets in mind. Or maybe there's a tiny little rope. Maybe there's a regular size rope and a tiny rope. Because they would have built a special puppet rig for the dummies... I pictured one of the tricks
0: in the glory days would be where they would have multiple quists out there doing like a pyramid. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen the mm-hmm. footage? Yeah. 1940s, like na- 1940s and 50s. and picture of the elephant skiing and they I've the never seen that. Yeah, they have that. Okay. So yeah, it's not that preposterous to think of a, of a puppet skiing if you've mm-hmm. got elephant skiing. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. It seems like they would weigh too much to get on a. You couldn't get a boat fast. I don't think that makes sense. Hmm. Maybe.
3: All right. Excuse me. Complain. Complaining. Complaining. Now I've forgotten it.
0: Have you noticed that puppets seem to find weakness in Nix and they they go after him?
3: Yeah, that uh, sour push really just lit into him right off the bat. So the last point, the most important one. Yes. Uh, according to my notes, Nix's mom taught him to sew. Yes, Isn't I noticed. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I like that too. That was In the a... 40s, a man who was sewing. Patches, I thought it was interesting slacks. that he was
0: able, he was skillful enough to just go from a photograph of Lederhosen mm, yeah. and be able to create. See if I understand this correctly. So Celine Burt made him what was supposed to be a companion To help him with his detective work. And Nix decided that he would put Lederhosen on this person. Mm -hmm. This puppet, excuse me. And present that to Dr. Schlecky. Schlecky had a flashback. Did you see the swarm of bees...
3: Yeah, I didn't understand any of that. ...coming? No.
0: Maybe there's like a history of bees are the allies. Because Nix does mention at the end that the bees are swarming back towards the Quist cabins. And the Quist cabins are empty... In nature, swarms are on trees and inside of trees, right? Which are made of wood. It all clicked just now. Mm. Okay, I get it. Okay, I still so don't get it. But. Bees are the spirit insect of mm-hmm. ventriloquism.
3: Okay, it's a bit of a stretch.
0: All right, well, I have a few more uh, oh. notes. Fans out there, we're going to make our usual plea. Want you to... Tend in your tapes. I'm going to ask that you meditate first. What? Just sit down in a comfortable position. doesn't have to be a lotus position, but just really think, like, okay, where are they? Where are the episodes?
2: Hmm. Wait, just
0: visualize visualize the reel-to-reel tape just kind of glowing. This is getting weird. And, f- and just imagine that there is a gently turning reel.
3: This is making me sleepy.
0: Alright, final thoughts.
3: More night
0: breathing. Last 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 thought here and then I'll, I'll wrap period. it up. Uh, so the night breathing is how the baldness takes place. Is that how you understood yeah, the episode?
3: I'm not sure what that was, but that was it had something to do with the asphalt. Right. The asphalt's curing. Right?
0: It's curing, it's fixing itself every night and simultaneously causing hair loss. Off-gassing. Off gassing. Off we'd call it off gassing today. Okay, I think the battery's getting low on the laptop, so um, we're going to wrap it, it up. Is. I feel really exhilarated that we have the complete set of Sourpuss. Thank you, Mr. Huffler. Keep looking, folks, including Mr. Huffler. Until next time, this next is
3: time. Puppet Hunt. Matt. You say Lane. And Lane. Okay, it's weird.
0: With Puppet Hunt Radio. I'm not going to say anything.